Welcome to the Real IQ Property Management Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to get a different perspective uh, on what's happening within the renting industry and renting in general uh, in New Zealand. Uh, with me today is Kevin Riley. Kevin Riley is uh, works at the Mawatu Tenants Union, Correct. and it's voluntary. What you do? No, no, I get paid. Good. Minimum wage. Well, you, well, you deserve wage. it. You do deserve it, Kevin. Uh, I don't mean you deserve the minimum wage. Just, you deserve <laughs> oh, to get paid for what you do. It's like I said, yeah, it's like the priesthood to me. Yeah. So Kevin's role, uh, you've been involved in uh, supporting tenants, tenants' rights yeah, for a number of years. Yeah, for a very long time. So how do you get involved in this? How do you get started? Uh, I had an accident, actually. I fell off a building site and I crushed my heel and I couldn't walk. And I was told not to do that. My balance was gone, you know, so I had to find something else. And I saw they were looking for a coordinator, I think it was called at the time, at the Monterey Tenant Union, way back in 1988 or something. So you were just getting involved in this yeah, when the original yeah. Residential Tenancies Act oh, was Oh, yeah, written. just after 86, you know, just after, after 1986. You know, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but it was, uh, the law of the jungle had been removed, yeah. you know, but now it's coming back, I think. But anyway, we will uh, carry on. Yeah, so I've been doing this for a very, very long time, and it's, uh, I've met a lot of Prime Ministers, and then a lot of housing ministers, and a lot of other people. Same as you, you miss that kind of kind of work that I do. I get involved in, uh, you know, it's a fair goal. It's about justice. People getting a fair crack of work. Because I just, uh, you know, the diverse a little bit. I went when I was born in Belfast. You know, Catholic, got nothing. Couldn't vote. Couldn't do anything. So I went to England. You know, when I was about sixteen, I think. You know, got touched down from Liverpool. Your your native city. Yes. Uh, all the way down to London, and uh, sort of looking for somewhere to stay in all sorts. No Irish, no blacks, no dogs. I thought, yes, that promised land. <laughs> so I moved on, you know. But I just thought nobody should be treated like that, you know, because you know people didn't know you. So that's where it's really come from. Yeah, yeah, it was that kind of yeah, that kind of so bit of discrimination. You want to was, fight for yes, the yeah. fight for the working class, fight for the, yes, the people. Exactly. I'm glad you used that term, working class. It's kind of taboo in this country, isn't it? We call them low income earners, but I call them working class, you know. And we have a very class divided society anyway, you know. I mean, if you happen to be Maori or Polynesian, you would know a lot about that because they're at the bottom of the, our heap. And then we've got, the, you know, a very, uh, I don't think they're a growing middle class, but a very strong middle class. You know, but you can't have a middle class unless you've got a working class. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, do you think that divide's getting bigger and bigger? Yes, I do. I think New Zealand is in a league of its own, actually, compared to other OECD countries. It is just getting bigger. But New Zealand has been, they buy into this uh, myth that this is, you know, egalitarianism exists. I call it the land of the long white myth. I mean, I've lived here for a very long time, and when I first arrived here, I thought I'd arrived in God's own, as they call it. So what, what year did you get into New Zealand? When did you arrive in New Zealand? Oh, about 1976, I think. You know, when I used to come and then I'd leave, go back to Europe, and then come back, and then go back again. But I've been here a long time, yeah. I know so New Zealand really well. Yeah, and you would have seen a lot of change, wouldn't you, from yes. the original... When you'd gone into this in 1988 compared yeah. to where we are today now, yeah. 30 years yeah. uh, on, uh, do you still see some of the core basic problems? Well, oh, yeah. yeah. What are the most common but, issues that you see? You, that no, you no, see? Uh, you know, mostly uh, the issues we deal with here at the town, you know, reason people getting their bond back, you know, rent arrears, etc., etc., people getting evicted, you know, landlords uh, shortcutting through the 42 days notice instead of 90, you know. I mean, it's all. So like I said to you earlier, it's all about power and control. You know, property managers have it, landlords have it. There's a lot of great landlords and great tenants out there, because I read some of that stuff that you write, 
And it's in everyone's, in both their interests, they actually they get along, you know what I mean? Because they one needs the other, okay? Yeah. I mean, that's just a fact of life. If you want to run it anyway, any kind of a successful business, you've got to sort of uh, you get along with your customers, if you yeah, say, yeah. but to me, you know, the tenants. And I have to get along with you and have a trust, you know, that you're going to phone up and you're going to get something done, you know, say, oh, this is broken, that's what, you might be able to fix it down there, but it does, it will be done within a matter of days. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, are you seeing, um, from the early days, are you seeing an increase in, in, in tenants seeking help from, oh, yeah. from the union? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I first arrived here, there was no culture of renting. No culture of renting. When I come from, same as you, I just come from uh, Europe, well, the UK. And, uh, you know, most people renting, own the own renting was a way of life. Yes, yeah, so it was just a way of life. You, know, yeah. you never own a house. It was just something that was never even discussed or any aspiration it was just something that wasn't going to happen. You know, I thought it wasn't going to happen, but you never thought of it, you know. And I came here and uh, and it was like I got there, oh yeah, I'm going to be renting until I get married and buy my first home. Mm -hmm. But that's completely gone. So we're going to see know? lifetime renters really. Oh, we way. are seeing them. Don't make no mistake about that. I mean, we're going to pass on to our children and grandchildren. Uh, you know, they're not going to have the same opportunities that, as I had way back in the sort of the 70s and the yeah, the seventy rather the seventies and eighties. You know, they're not going to see those, uh, you know, opportunities there. But they're going to have a poorer lifestyle. You know, they're not going to be as affluent. You know, to buy houses. You know, I was read some other something in New Zealand something. Land, you may be able to help me here with numbers actually. But there's only two hundred thousand landlords in the country. I find that hard to believe. Is that, is that oh, true? Well, there's six hundred and eighty thousand uh, rental properties in New Zealand, and, mm. and I see a lot of property management businesses. And, and I think this is a little bit of a myth. Yeah. With with the perception that landlords are this big wealthy, you know, amassing this huge no, amounts of property. They don't. Know, vast, vast majority of landlords want property, yeah, yeah. And, and they get into it as, you know, there's a big difference between property investment and yeah. property speculation. Yeah. Now, I would argue that it's the speculators which may have driven up prices, say particularly mm -hmm. in Auckland. Mm -hmm. If you're investing, get in it for the long time. If you've got to get capital gain, it's a bonus. It's more yeah. saving for your retirement. Exactly. That's you know, that's what I thought most people did it for was you know just to have a bad house and sort of keep an eye on it, sell it whenever you want to retire or you want to move on to something yeah. else. You know. So if we come on to present day, I mean, you'd be very happy with a change of government, obviously, and the of direction course, yeah, that uh, this government's taking yeah. with, with Phil. Bit of common sense, David. A bit of common sense. It's a fair, like I said earlier, it's all about a fair goal. And that's what these people want, you know. Sort of, uh, but we're still pushing, like they're bringing in, uh, you know, getting rid of, uh, you know, letting fees. Yep. I think that's, that's long overdue, personally. But I, I my personal game at the moment is to try and get some sort of licensing or regulation of property managers. Because yep. I just think they have the power of life and death over people. They really do have a huge impact on people's lives. If you get offside with one of them, you're gone. Okay, they make yeah. life difficult. I wouldn't disagree. I mean, but sometimes I think there is a the property managers are just working for the landlord, and sometimes it's the landlord who isn't having that face to face. Ah, no, I disagree there, David. Sorry. Well, I've worked with a lot of property managers, yeah, Kevin, and there's very, very few which I see which say I don't like this person. I'm going to get rid of them. Most of them very much say they want to help the tenants. The the working the the court in the middle. Well, I haven't met a lot of David. I've been doing this for thirty years. All right, in Palmerston North. I mean, I don't think they're all bad people, but yeah. they just sort of get a you know. They get a bit sort of upset if they sort of you know someone sort of oh. says oh, I want this done or that done. They feel they're a bit getting yeah. a bit iffy, yeah. and they just they can just sort of you know the ninety day notice that something's got to go as well. You know, you just you're going. Well, what would you, what would you replace with that then? What I mean, let's come on to you know clearly the, the, the this government has signalled that they're going to make 
radical changes to this residential tenancy yeah, tax. We'll see if that one of them one of them will be about you know the the giving notice. What, yes. what security you, of tenure. Security you know, of tenure. Yeah. What would you? There do isn't any in New Zealand. You know that. The what, news we get the security kept out is if you happen to be a state tenant or a council house yeah. tenant, and there are very few council house tenants. They may have got less than two percent of the rental properties. House New Zealand may have got something like thirteen percent. Landlords, private landlords, run and control the rental market in New Zealand. So, what would you recommend as a change? So, if you, it's a so, oh, to, 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 so protect the tenants. And, and, and look, there's lots of things. Give I, a reason really why do. you want them out. Yeah. Right? I mean, again, you can't put them in there for life, but you've got to give them now. You've got 90 days. We have that on a, not so much a regular basis, but that happens. We get someone, you know, just get 90 days. Some, you never give me a reason, you know, and that really kind of irritates people. They yeah. like to know why. You know, what have I done? You yeah. know, it's that kind of feeling, that kind of guilt, as it were, yeah. and they haven't done anything. And the landlord should be a lot, not a but should uh, give them a reason, you know. Yeah. Not just something snap something out of the air, but give them a legal and legitimate reason why they should sort of uh, want to okay. them. A little bugbear I have with tenancy law is, is when a landlord, they'll find a tenant, the tenant comes into the property, yeah. and we see this a lot in property management, the, the, the house has been rented for four or five weeks, and all of a sudden, the landlord, I'm putting the house on the market, the, ten, yeah. the tenant's yeah. got to move out. Yeah, forty-two day notice. So, yes. I mean, wrong. what what changes would you make around that? So, say, I mean, that's a legitimate reason, though, for a landlord to selling the house. We've sold the house. There's a legitimate reason. Yeah, but I like to know why he's selling the house. You know what I mean? You know, just like I'm. You know, but isn't that into a breach of someone's privacy? They may be nah. going through divorce, divorce, matrimonial, nah. whatever. Yeah, that's stuff like that. But at least you're, you're telling people why you're doing it. Not, oh, I want to move in myself, and they never move in. You know, yeah. we're going to move an employee in. They don't employ anybody. You know. Well, that, that is a clear breach of the, yeah. of the residential yeah. tenancies act. And I know, but you try to prove that on a bloody uh, tenancy tribunal. Okay, let's get real here, David. Well, it says the principal place I of know residence. what it says. What it says and what the practices are two different things, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, uh, can we go back in, in, in time a wee bit? To, yeah, of course to, we can, yeah. Where do you think New Zealand has got it wrong with, with housing? Is it just a complete... I mean, is it the state's responsibility... To house people, or is it the yes, private sector? Of course, no. I think this the state has to be involved. I just see it as like a human right. It's a core business, you know. Just like they did when, uh, mind you, that was after the war. You know, when the savage government you mentioned earlier. Yeah. You know, they built all that, and I think yes, there yeah, and housing was in shocking state then as well. You know, particularly in Auckland, you see some of the, the movies that I've seen about you know just how poor the housing it's, it's was. It's funny you say that, Kevin, because I've been doing a bit of research for this. We probably talk about the same. Videos yep. that people, families of five living yeah, in a, a, a one unit sharing the toilet yeah. facility. Yeah. And, and the savage government saying we need 40,000 more houses. Yeah. So we've been through this before. Yeah. I know, I know, we keep going shooting back. But we all had, we also had uh, the 1984 government, you know, Labour led government that kind of wiped all that. You know, to no, 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 we're going to do this and that. Roger Douglas wanted to sit, do something and he couldn't get away. Thank God for Helen Clark. She stopped him. Yeah. You know what I mean? With, with, you know, the backing of the rest of the government uh, at that time. And then it came to the, the national government in 1990, the Bulger government. And then they had this man, John Luxton, who became the minister of housing. In 1993, he wiped everything. Mm. Everything was just wiped. Market uh, rents, state of housing, yeah. uh, getting uh, into housing for, uh, you know, getting loans through state advances, yeah. housing corporation, stroke of a minister's pen, gone. You know, go to the banks, oh, the banks will look after you, they do it cheaper. Oh, you know, but his words are, you know, oh, we'll do this, it'll just be cheaper rents and more choice. And 
I just, I mean, I think these guys are like, you know, it should be indicted against this, you know, I think they should be brought to court. It's just they lied and they've caused a lot of pain and a lot of anger. So Clark gets in. Clark gets in. Yeah. You know, and, and I moved to New Zealand in 2001. I fell into property management in 2005. Yeah. And look, yeah, the reality is, though, Kevin, I mean, I, I used to go down Rugby Street, we'll see these state houses. Mm. You know, you go around Highbury, you see these state houses. Yeah. These these were just, they weren't maintained, and this was under the Labour government. Yeah. Oh, they were. It was reasonably re- well maintained, the grounds weren't even. I've been inside. Yeah, so have I. I've got friends that live down in Rotten yeah. Street, by the way, you know. And they were sort of in reasonable order compared to the private sector ones. See, that's what the problem I have here. Everybody attacks state housing. Nobody ever thinks of attacking these guys, the main masters and control freaks, the private landlords. They're the ones, I've seen some of the dumps that they have. You know, you've seen that when you were working here in this city, that there were some houses were absolutely shocking. Yeah, I agree. And they let them go and they were charging top dollar. What is that for? It was kind of, you know, a sweetheart deal. You know, you yeah. had a small, you know, small rent and you got a, you know, the news was a dump, the house was a dump and you just had a, you know, peppercorn rent. So, so we're seeing now legislation coming through this Healthy Homes Guarantee Bill. Yeah. Uh, this is obviously this is going to be good news for for the people who are living in the property. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you I started think that here. We started that nineteen ninety five. We called it a certificate of fitness and put a warrant of fitness. Right. Started here. We never get any thanks because who are we? We're just a backwater. You know, we're nobody. You know. <laughs> and the, but if I had a PhD or something, oh, it would be all over the place. You know. Because but we don't. I so went to a conference in Auckland and Wellington, and I did. I read papers on you know. Uh, warrant of fitnesses. It was a little bit insulation, but it was mostly about the house was fit to live in, yeah. habitation. You know, broken windows were fixed, uh, doors closed. We had, we went to student flats here, and uh, the so with women. That's what usually I find. Them. You know, it's the hand that rocks the cradle. Forget about that, mm-hmm. you know. But it was. There were sort of landlords were women, and they had a lot of student flats. And some of them, I mean, it was, the door didn't close. There was no locks in the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The windows, there was no locks in the windows. They just pulled them oh, up. Kevin, and I there used, was lots of students in there. I and they were to, charging big money. Kevin, I used to manage those houses. When, Shame on you. Yeah, well, it's, well, listen, I've got a mortgage. I've got a pay. I've got the ah, wife. Okay. Kids have got to feed. It's, you know, the, you, 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 you advise these landlords, but that's what you, all property um, managers can do. They can yeah, just advise yeah, them. If they don't do anything. We got the place shut down in the way this particular house I'm thinking of. Right. You know, it took a long because everybody, we live in such a small town, everybody knows everybody. Okay, so let's go back onto this. Okay. I mean, so you're claiming the rental warrants of fitness. Go on, yeah. I think that's good. It's a fact. See that over there? Even <laughs> that is all warrant of fitness stuff from right. 1995. So, so Patricia Bam Chapman down at Otago yeah. University, they, they've come up with this rental warrants of fitness. This looks like it's going to be um, potentially embedded into this Healthy Homes Guarantee Bill. I think I'm all for that. Yeah. Yeah, I am. You know, for the simple reason, renting is the future, whether we like that or not. It's not going to, home ownership is off the, the agenda for a long time to come, you know, because the government want to do that. They're still going to push home ownership aspirations. But the reality is, it's not going to happen, no. you know. Now, from from a, just looking at it from a from a landlord and a tenant point of view, and, and almost just from basic economics, we're going to see a lot of costs being put on landlords because a lot of these houses, I mean, mm. I, I believe that what's going to happen is that Phil Twyford's going to announce that, right, that these are the standards. Houses are going to have to be maintained at 18 degrees Celsius. That's a World Health Organization yeah. standard. That's fine. But there's going to be a big cost to getting yeah. all these houses around New Zealand. So the tenants are going to have to have the ability to maintain that temperature, right? So landlords are going to be hit with a lot of costs, yeah. a lot of costs. What's that going to do to rents? Probably put them up more than likely. We don't know, do we? 
I mean, we have the coldest houses in the in the, the developed countries um, in the world. You know, there's lots of the so you say, there's lots that you say. I hundred percent agree with. Quality of housing in New Zealand isn't up to scratch. Oh, well, it's poor. Yeah, that's because there's no culture. Never been a culture of renting. You know, since the, the savage days. Yeah, you know, everybody was just kind of. Uh, uh, you know, just, do, just get married, buy a house. We had the highest home ownership rates in the developed world yeah. way back in 1976, 78. And that's like that. slowly just... Yeah. That was because they had these, you could, you know, people like me, sorry, you could yeah. get mortgages, you know, housing corporations, state advances. I was like, people like me, you know, so I, was, I was a scaffolder today. Okay. And I was entitled, I, it took a while, you didn't just think, oh, you got to save up about three or four grand or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And then you applied to get a state, uh, no, state to get a, a loan, you know. And the loan, and then it was kind of, we bought a house, it was $25,000. Now everybody wants the big Mac house, you know, not all, everything in it, you know. And I said, you've got to get kind of realistic here, all right? I mean, you get into the game, you start at the, if you start at the bottom, you start at the bottom. But at least you've got, you're in the property market, if yeah. you want. And then it's onwards and upwards if you're into that. Well, that, those days for a lot of over. people, I mean, I look at my kids and, and you know, it's in everyone's interest to keep housing affordable. Yeah. The risk is if, if it plummets and housing drops, yeah. you get people with negative equity selling houses yeah. and yeah. they've still got a, a load of debt that they owe the bank. Yeah. Now, yeah. with these changes, which are going to certainly, they're going to affect landlords, you know, in terms of costs of owning these properties. Mm -hmm. and it's got to, the potential is it's going to drive up rents. What would you do to try and control these rents? Is it a case of just build more supply demand? Yes, I do. You look, I, do you look at things as radical as capping rents and doing? No, rent yeah, control? I think that there's a possibility comparing. Uh, you know, if it does happen, but they've got to build. Right, look at Finland. You know, they just they don't have their actually homeless rates of collapsing. The country yeah. in Europe have done it. You know, but we never because we're Anglo-Saxons. We don't look at those models. You know, what would they know? You know, yeah. we don't the, the Scandinavian countries, the European countries. When they go to uh, Australia, Britain, America, and Canada, we don't sort of look at anyone else. I've been pushing that for years. Why do we only go for Anglo-Saxon mod Anglo-Saxon models? You know, I mean, look, when I was a property manager here, sometimes we'd meet a tenancy tribunal. You're the other looking after the tenants. I met well. you well. I yeah. 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 Now, at the time, I remember you being very much opposed to fixed-term tenancies. Yeah. What? Would you do with Mostly. tenancy with tenancy law to, to in terms? Of, you talked about the ninety day notice given a yeah. reason. Would yeah. you ban fixed term tenancies? Uh, I don't think you can ban them. People want security, and that they have to do that. We were in Palmerston North. Most fixed term tenants, as you know, as an ex property manager here, there were students. Yes. You know, and then when it comes to finals in November, they were having difficulty trying to find someone, etc., etc. I can understand landlords kind of they've got trying to keep the put on. What's the word to use for it? Retainers, yes. you know. But a lot of them, were, I mean, as far as I was, they were making their money anyway during the week. You know, when the, all the tenants were in there, you know, because yeah. the tenants run the market in Palmerston. Students rather run the market in Palmerston North, and that's just a fact of life, you know. Yeah. And uh, we were always, we were always trying to get people were always trying to get out of them for that one reason. And you didn't have any choices. or oh, you didn't have to sign one. If you wanted a house, you signed one. It was as simple as that. You know that better yeah, than I do. Yeah, yeah. If you want it, it was a fixed term or else you just, you're on the street, pal. You know? That yeah. was it. You know, and I mean, it very few, very rarely did people, uh, you know, have a periodic tenancy. And I still believe in periodic tenancies, you know, where tenants have to give, if they're living in precarious circumstances, they can actually move out quickly, you know, not right away, but, you know, give the landlord, you know, three weeks notice, possibly. Uh, a, landlord, a, a landlord's bad people. You know, do you think that the are we are we telling people in, in the wrong direction into investing in housing? Should they be investing oh, no, elsewhere? No, 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 I don't know. I mean, that's the argument they always use, you know, because you know, uh, you know, 
the problems they have with rental, you know, tenants and uh, rental properties. But there again, there was always the stock market, and that sort of blew up in their face way back in 1987. Yes. So I don't, you know, it's just something they do. I just think a lot of people are just like you mentioned earlier, like the mom and pops, just one bed, or rather one bed, one property, you know what I mean? That's all they want. And I think that's what they should do. Just stick with that. Don't bother with property managers. If you've got one little property, you can maintain that yourself. You know, if you get a, a good relationship going with your your you know, your tenants, you know, and most people do have good relationships, but you never get people in this country, where I come from, people there for life over here, I mean, you know, if you meet somebody who's been there for several years, you think, Jesus, what are you doing right? You know what I mean? You, you know, most other people, it's kind of transitory type sort of situations, yeah. you know, and that's where, to me, landlords are, it's in their interest to maintain and keep someone there long term, you know what I mean? It cuts down on the maintenance and a lot of problems, you know? You know, but if you just get up, I lived in Wellington for quite a while and we just used to stay there with the landlords. They were great guys. One guy lived in, I think it was Karori. And we just did, you know, he'd come in and have a sherry with my wife on a Saturday because he cut the lawns. I think he wanted to keep an eye on the place, but okay, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I've got standards which I maintain, you yeah. know what I mean? No, but I just don't live in rubbish, yeah. you know? Can we touch on meth? Because I saw a submission that, I think you wrote it, from the Manor 2 Tenants Union, um, around this legislation around, you know, the standards around methamphetamine. We've got a bill going through, the mm -hmm. Residential Tenancy Bill yeah. Amendment 2. They made some changes, key words, they've changed yeah. the word from methamphetamine to contaminant. Right. You had some pretty strong views on... on no, it wasn't me, it was my colleague. Right. Yes. I can... Oh, there's a lady downstairs, I can go out around the whole got her. She, she and Daniel, Daniel uh, Ryland, they did a lot of work on uh, methamphetamine here. Yeah. I just uh, too many cooks spoiled broth, you know. But yeah. we've had, just had a case uh, yesterday. I think some landlords use that as uh, an excuse to get rid of people, you know. I mean, there was one guy, this, I'll give you this man's case yesterday. He, uh, he moved into your property, sent for 12 months tenancy. Then after six months, they sort of decided, no, they did a PTP test, you know. I personally, I think all landlords should have to do a P test. That should be subsidised in some way through the taxpayer or whatever, just to say the house has been, you know, drug free, as it were. Because then this guy, he's going to get hammered. They're going to try and hammer you know, for something. Hopefully, he never did. You know, he had uh, him, his partner, and I think it was four or five children involved. You know, and they were all young. You know what I mean? But and he moved in. She stayed with her mother somewhere. And the kids were all splattered around with other family. You know, so uh, I just think it's wrong that this guy could. He had a fixed term, term and now he's gone. But he feels, I've encouraged him to take it to the tenancy tribunal, that it was the property manager yet again who sort of took it to select him for some reason. I mean, they changed property managers during so, the tenancy. So, was this property in question, was it tested prior to Yes, tenancy? no, it wasn't. He just got in, he moved in, and it had never been tested. There's nothing on the tenancy agreement about it being tested. That's what I'm saying. You know, it should be, uh, that day is going to come in there. I think the landlord should be subsidising some form or other, you know, just to get that these guys to come around and say, you know, do a P test on it or, you know, to say that it's clean, you know, and possibly do one when they leave. You know? I mean, but, I mean, the, the, this is my concern, Kevin, is that yeah. what we've seen is this, we've seen an industry just erupt oh, out yeah. of nothing. Nothing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've seen $78 million worth of, you know, cleaning and remediation work done oh, yeah. on, on state housing. Yeah. You could have done a lot with that $78 million. Well, a lot of houses, I know. That's what I mean. I just think the whole thing has got to be looked at. You know, I'm sort of in the minority here because I just think, you know, peace never killed anybody, all right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know? look, I, I listen. Think, you know, I people have never been sick and hadn't been, oh, here. I think mould will cause checks. more. Mould yeah. will cause people more have, damage. You know, children will have brain damage and all that. So I, uh, this guy, as you know, he said his children were never sick. 
You know, yeah. he was never sick. His partner was never sick. You know, but I just think that's why I'm encouraging people to go to the tribunal because I think it's a change of property manager. And this woman, he took over. They didn't click. You know, and I think that's the reason. You know, they, 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 so what you're basically saying is that the property manager has what manufactured this? Uh, get yeah, yeah, could have. You know, the tribunal. Hopefully, after this guy decides to do it, you know. Uh, that's what it sounds like to me. What I've heard, I haven't heard her side of the story. It's tribunal. It's tribunal fair. Who does, mm, does it favour? Any what, does it favour any uh, one party? Or I don't do know. Gotta be careful what I say here because I go there regularly. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like my second home. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sometimes I get uh, astounded at some of the you know the rulings. Yeah, I get a bit kind of shocked. So do I. And we had some woman here. This is an example, right? She has three disabled children. She lived in I think it was Russell Street. And there was ponding underneath the house for some considerable time. We got Nelson Lebo, you know the guy. At the, we've got a guy here from uh, at the city council. Yeah, right. yeah, and he does that. Says he was a doctor, he's a PhD, and that sort of stuff. He did uh, some tests on it. And we got other people to check it out. And uh, she won her case, you know, against the lab. They didn't even fix this. And it came down. She was awarded four thousand six hundred and something dollars. You know, they appealed it. You know, got a rehearing. And it was reduced to 400 I mean, a week's rent. I mean, it was just shocking. We got this in the newspapers and we did a lot of stuff to try and get that. I was just stunned when I heard okay, that. Okay, okay, so for... That was one case. But there's been another, what, two or three others. I mean, this was, I mean, you know, they could, oh, you know, cheap, sure, because it was a wet winter. I said, yeah. Jesus, you know, but, you know, these children were in hospital. You know, yeah. I mean, there's something not right here. Oh, these people should have done that. We're all, we're all for, we're all dry houses. All yeah, for it. yeah. Well, in some cases, landlords would say, well, it's gone too far the other way. The Osaki case where, you know, if tenants commit accidental damage yeah. and, and all of a sudden, well, it's accidental damage, the landlord's insurance is going to pick it up. Yeah. Is that fair? No. We encourage tenants here to, you know, to take out their own sort of, to take out insurance anyway, you know, just for their own safety. In case of stuff like that happens. And also if you get, you know, burgled and stuff like that there. Like I said, it's a whole new ball game now with the culture of renting. All right? There is a, a culture that has developed here, you know, and it's going to be here for a long time, you know. Whereas before there was none. People, it was kind of like happy-go-lucky, you know, people, you know. It was good relationships. Well, I always had good relationships with landlords. I never yeah. met some of them, you know what I mean? And they were never property managers. It was just some guy. I just used to stick the money in the envelope and shove it in the letterbox, you know, and he'd pack it up on Saturday. You know? Yeah, well, it's, it's no, changing no, world now, isn't it? No, no, it's been stolen. You know, but in those days, you could do that, you know what I mean? Nobody knew it, they'd stick it out there. And, you know, stick his name on it, Roy, I think it was called, you know, and that was it. And there was, you know, 28 bucks, I think it had cost me the rent, you know, for yeah. it was a one bedroom little room in Brooklyn. You know? so, so, how long will you keep doing this for, Kevin? How long will you keep fighting I'm retiring, yeah, but I'm retiring. I'm going to retire. retire. Oh, yeah? Yeah, in about. 16 weeks actually. Oh, August, yeah. yes, I'll be 70. So I go on to, I've always said, like, you know, good Catholic boy, get to 70 like the bishops, you knock it on the head. Yeah. Oh no, I just, uh, I just get, it's got more and more complex, like you were saying. Yeah, oh, it's, stuff, it's got you know? extremely complex. Yes, you know what it's I mean? Got Before things complex. were a bit, not so much of that, sort of, you know, a black and white person, but it was some kind of stuff that was common sense. But now there's all this stuff being thrown into the mix, you know? And I just, uh, you have to sort of really think. You know, a lot about it. And also, people like me, my time has come and gone. I think, you know what I mean? People, I'm, I'm a fighter. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm you're a street fighter. fighter. Yeah, yeah, you know. I don't have all these academic qualifications, but, you know, I just know right from wrong and I'm not, on, not afraid to take anybody on. You know, yeah. just, you know, call them whatever I think. I said, hey, pal, I need to talk to you, you know. You know, stuff like that. You know, so, so, that. so, what does the future hold for you, Kevin? Have you got a book inside of you, do you think? I mean, you've, you've oh, I could. I've got all those diaries up there, I've got them. I've got them. All the times I've been here, all the years. Oh. I could do a lot, yes. 
Uh, I don't know. I will do that, but I'm going back to the Holy Ground, Ireland. Right. And I finish here on 31st of August, which is a Friday. I'll fly out to London on Tuesday, I think. Spend a bit of time there with my sister-in-law and my wife and I, you know. Yeah. And then go over to Ireland, do a quick tour of Ireland, and, uh, you know, catch up with family. And then come back. I want to get to Sweden. I want to go to the International Union of, International Union of Tenants. Yeah. See a couple of people there in Stockholm, you know. Yeah. Shoot down to Madrid. Uh, catch up with a couple of punters there. And then come back. Well, we, we are seeing, I try to do that. We are right. seeing renting groups on the rise, aren't we? I mean, oh, Renters yeah, United down yeah, in exactly, Wilson, yeah, they're getting yeah. a bit of influence. Whereas before, and, I mean, I had the New Zealand Housing Network here. It was Campbell Roberts and uh, Charles Waldegrave, mm. a couple of punters from... Victoria University, you know, and we used to meet regularly, you know, you know, in various parts, mostly in uh, the family centre in uh, Lower Hutt, you know, just near that roundabout there, Anglican Church, right, because they're all Anglicans and Salvationists and all that, you know, we used to meet there, and there used to, but there were very few groups, you know, there'd be a lot of state house people, you know, this is the market rents, but they weren't registered or sort of incorporated, but they used to come down, you know, and then we had a, a minister, again, national, of course, you know, Roger McClay, and we used to put out a, a magazine called, uh, God, I forgot the call. it was a, a magazine, I forget where, I've forgotten the name, but, but it was just a little, you know, it was an in-house magazine for all the people, you know, and he didn't like what people were writing about the government and their policies, you know, so he cut the funding, I mean, we're talking about dollars and dimes here, I mean, yeah. there wasn't a lot of money, housework, that was the name of the, the book, yeah, and it was just kind of gone, you know, I mean, Ronnie Fitzmaurice, she used to live here, she now lives down in Wackenau, she was our, you know, the, the, she ran the office as it were but I was like a few hours a week alright you know and it was a really good we give great information feedback to the government about what was actually going on on the ground you know yeah. they haven't got access to that sort of information you know and they just uh, Roger McClay you know he just wiped it okay. you know yeah. and that was it and I think they we tried to take him to court actually yeah. but we didn't get very far you know but that was that's what I've said you've you got to kind of get some kind of respect for one another you know and sort of you got to sit around and talk you know like what you do with some of your clients you know because that's what it's all about at the end of the day common sense and a bit round we're never going to agree on some things but that doesn't mean to say we're going to have a war about Absolutely. it either, you know I mean I remember being involved with you you know when I was on the committee with the real estate institute you go down to the governments Andrew King would be there yeah, there'd be ministers there yeah, we had all yeah. the tenant groups the yeah, landlord yeah. groups and nut things out and it they were very productive. Yeah, more it was good information, sure. Yeah. You know, and that's good what it was all about. Sure. You didn't agree with maybe what was going on, but at least you knew what you people knew. were, what foot they were kicking with. And well, you're always going to get people's different opinions, aren't you? That's, that's democracy. To me, that's, that's what I, I don't like. I think being rubber stamped, I like to put a few people like me in there, you know, stirring the shit up, you know, because that's what you need. You know, to make people think, you know? Yeah. You know, say, so, oh, I never thought of that. You know, that's not, he's got a point there. Oh, no, no, I don't agree with that. You know, but it, you just need that. That's democracy at, at work, you know, when there is dissent. Dissent's not a bad thing. I mean, we've, we've got to wind up now, but any last tips before you retire that you would give no. to, to, to tenants on, no. on how to, you know, if they need help or if they feel that the, the oh, rights no, are being you, abused? Uh, just keep and get in touch with the tenancy services, etc., etc. We think with all this bond money, you know, that's unclaimed in the millions and millions of dollars, I think some of the government or whoever uh, should give that to some of these groups that are, like you mentioned, there's lots of tenants groups setting up. If they're incorporated and they're sort of legal entities, they should be given, you know, not hundreds of millions around it, but, you know, but, but given some uh, funding, you know, they can apply so for some funding. A government subsidised? Some of them, yes, not a lot of them, because there's tenants' money in the, at the yeah. beginning anyway, and these are tenants' groups, so I just I don't see the, the, the issues there, you know. Helen Clark, when she was the minister, she was the only one that gave uh, up to $5,000 to tenants' groups, you know, yeah. and it was only about, you know, 
probably half a dozen of us at the yeah. time. We never got to five grand. We got about four grand off the curriculum. But it was some kind of uh, organisation she had set up, you know, and I just thought that was that was good. Yeah. It was kind of recognition of the work that you did because, you know, it, it ran the office. It didn't go into your back pocket and wages. I mean, it just kept, you know, paid for the power bills and, the, you know, the rent and stuff like that. There was this all cost money, you know. But yes, and uh, like I said, I hope you get on to this thing, the, the, you know, the property manager, because that's... That's got to yeah. happen. I mean, there's no ifs and buts about it. I'm not against that. I think a lot of them do good work, <clears throat> but there are a lot of kind of rogues out there, okay? Yeah. You know, who are just in there for the bloody, uh, you know. They're just not in there. They're in there for a quick buck. You know yeah. what I mean? And they just, we do it. You, you've met them. You've, you've more, you were closely aligned to some of these people than I am. The only time I am I'm aligned is when I see them in court, you know, when they lie their arse off, you know. And I know that, you know, but I can't prove they're it. They're not bad people, Kevin. Well, not people I run across, well, you know, that's well, that's you know, <laughs> the hand that rocks the cradle. They're yeah. all women as well. That's what usually gets me. You know, I just think, oh, that's a fact. Yeah. Most of them are women. Well, it's an industry. Here. It is an industry dominated by you know mm. about seventy percent of people who work in it. And we do studies on this of females. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. You wonder what the world done to them, did them wrong. You know what I mean? Some of them kind of you know just angry and frustrated. Like I well, said, you do, you power do. and control. That's yeah. what it's all about. Well, you, do, you do get to deal with some... I mean, I've, I've had it. You know, I've, had, I've, had, I've, I've had to deal with aggressive tenants. I've, yeah. I mean, I've had one tenant yeah. high on pay, but yeah. he attacked me with a frying pan. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but they're the exception that rather than the rule. Most people get along. I agree. Know? But these people just kind of... You know, if they get, you know, got a bad day, or, you know, have a bad day at the races, or whatever, so we're going to take it out in Kevin, you know what I mean? Because, you know, so you, you mess me about, pal, you're gone, you know? Yeah. And that happens, you know? Yeah. And that kind of scares people. That's kind of blackmail and then bully, bully boy tactics, you know? Well, I, I kind of figured, like, in dealing with you when I was a property manager, whatever, it's best to just, you know, have a good relationship and you may not always agree, but you just. You yeah. love me. <laughs> <laughs> all right kevin it's been great to catch up oh, congratulations on all the work that you've done for tenants over the years oh thank you i, I really appreciate that we don't get often get praise oh know. no 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 i mean it does need you need both sides and you yeah. need and you, you you've it's done justice at the end of the you've day you've done a, a lot of good goal. work yeah you've done a lot of good work for tenants yeah we're not against tenants or against landlords it's all about kind of you know common sense in the end of the day let's sit down and talk about this i mean that's what's the point in crippling people you know i mean it's just not on Kevin Riley. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. No problem. All right.